thank you all for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, free and available where you find folks get your podcast. Also, today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundbar for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. On today's episode, Michigan State was not able to pick up a Q3 win as Michigan had to cancel Saturday's game. But then we talk with North Central College head coach and, of course, Peyton Thorne's dad, Jeff Thorne. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Spartan fans, how on earth are we doing on this beautiful Monday? Uh, Thank you so much for hopping on and listening to another episode of Locked on Spartans. I uh, hope you had a, uh, a good weekend. I know mine was, uh, to be honest, a lot healthier, a lot probably safer since the game was canceled on Saturday. I did not spend the afternoon yelling at a television. Instead, I spent time with my wife and kid and was productive and cleaned up around the house. That was odd, but okay. I sometimes got to call an audible when games get canceled, and uh, that, that's just what we did. So hopefully you guys called a solid, solid audible as well on Saturday after the cancellation. Uh, let's We're going to talk about that game. Well, that didn't happen, of course, uh, here in a hot second, but I just need to ask you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Yes, this is Locked on Spartans. We do this five days a week, baby, as you already know. And if you ever have any questions, comments, you would want to just get something off your chest, uh, hit me up. Locked on Spartans at gmail.com. That's all right, guys. So, all right, let's uh, get into the riffraff of Saturday. And you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to take my uh, my petty rivalry banter hat off to start this thing. It, it'll come back on later. <laughs> don't don't you worry. You know me. Uh, but there's a there's a smart way to talk about this. Uh, the whole shenanigans of Friday night to Saturday. That well, a lot of facts are. are here for and uh, let's present them. And a lot of this is courtesy of the fine reporting at the Athletic with uh, Brandon Quinn, also a uh, Colton Pouncey chipped in a little bit. But I'm just gonna pick and prod here a few key points. So what happened? What had happened was late Friday night, rumors start swirling that oh, this this game's not looking good. And of course, this is a few days after Michigan was uh, shorthanded against Rutgers. Lost that game, but it looked like that two of the four players uh, in that Rutgers game, they were going to come back and this game was going to be back on. However, during Michigan's Friday practice uh, in the afternoon, one player started to have uh, symptoms, asked for cold medicine, and they figured, well, uh, uh-oh, uh, if, if we're looking for cold medicine in these trying times, we're going to start dishing around some COVID tests. And so, of course, uh, that player was positive. And two other players that have not had their boosters yet were in close proximity to said player. So they were ruled out due to the protocols. And now Michigan is below the threshold of seven scholarship players needed to play a basketball game in the Big Ten. So that's just the fact of the matter. Do I think there's actual dodging involved? Not necessarily, no. Did they duck the the game no, I don't think so. Listen, COVID happens. These last-minute cancellations happen all the time. 
all the banter on the internet, or if you were like a normal person and actually just spent your Saturday not on Twitter, good for you. But if you were one of the many people, uh, including me, that were in the riffraff, you know, getting off the jokes, getting off the takes, I, I think 90% of it wasn't good nature, good fun. Uh, because last I checked, th- this is a rivalry, and you do say things to get under your rival's skin, and a lot of that banter had to do with that. It is very fun to watch your rival squirm with your words and everything like that, and also, okay, like, there are some interesting things at, at hand here, though. Like, it is interesting to me that to get to the threshold of under seven scholarship players, it's cited that, well, two of them were in close proximity and don't have their boosters, no, it's not reported whether they also tested positive or not, but, you know, okay, strict protocols. I guess you could throw those players on the list of, yep, they're out, they can't play. And it's also interesting that, okay, Michigan State had COVID issues against High Point. They had four players out for that one. But it was all taken care of by the next game. Just, what, three, four days later after that? It's, it's also interesting that this is also the same athletic department over in Ann Arbor that was the only program in the Big Ten last year during football season to miss three consecutive weeks of football due to COVID issues. It's also interesting that they cite that they couldn't play against number three ranked Western Michigan in hockey, but then played the night before after making that announcement they couldn't play against Western Michigan. So yeah, of course, we're going to pick and prod at all the the fun stuff with, with the timing and everything of all this as well. This isn't trolling or anything. This isn't being mean. This is just being fact of the matter is Michigan's having a really bad season so far. And they're running into the jaws of their schedule as they, well, we're going to play Michigan State at home. They were going to play Purdue next week, which is already reported as 99% not happening. And then they bounce back on Friday against Illinois. So pausing their schedule. Not going to play these teams unless they are rescheduled. We'll get to that in a little bit. And that's that's just how it goes. So, no, I, I don't think anyone's actually, you know, up, up, well, yeah, okay, we are upset that the game was canceled, but not for being nefarious completely or anything like that. But, it, listen, hey, <laughs> these are coincidental things that it's, it's, it's uh, interesting to look at is the word I will keep using, interesting. The 10% part that you can be upset at, probably, if you're part of the program, listen, had no effect on my life, didn't probably have an effect on your life, but the team itself, the coaching staff, the players, they felt like that they were kept a little out of the loop with everything happening, that they were led along to believe that this game was going to be happening on Saturday. Michigan State has their COVID problems against High Point. They were in constant communication with High Point, being like, hey, this is what's going on, this is when we're testing, yada, yada, yada. It, it, it sounds like through the grapevine that maybe that didn't happen. But then again, it all did happen pretty fast. To give benefit of the doubt to Michigan, which you know how much I love to do that. Never. But it, it did take place in the afternoon. And so, really, the team was probably already on the bus, on the way there, doing their shoot-around by the time that these reports start to trickle out that, uh-oh, uh, we, we might be getting on the bus back to East Lansing. So, And that doesn't necessarily bother me that listen they were in Ann Arbor and now they had to turn around like I yeah it, it, it is a one-hour bus trip it, it's not like they went over to the the Maui Invitational and then realized like oh we can't play anymore but yeah it's probably the lack of communication that uh safe to say irked the team a little bit here and why do I say that maybe it irked them a little bit well uh there's a, a member of MSU's basketball staff uh, Garrett Bringenstool he tweeted out uh and simply put from the, the bus ride home it was it was easy just a caption of Go Green with a, a picture of the 2000 
uh, game against Michigan. Yes, the same one where Michigan State beat uh, the Wolverines by almost literally 60 points. So I don't think that's a coincidence that that was the game that the team got to watch on their bus ride back to East Lansing. Uh, hey, guys, this team just canceled the game late notice. Uh, didn't like how they handled it. Hmm. Would be a shame if we tried to recreate this in a few weeks when they come to our barn, uh, should everything be okay on both ends. So, yeah, there's a lot of games you could pick to watch on the bus ride home. To watch the public execution from 2000? Whew, okay, yeah. I don't think that that was a coincidence either to convey the emotion of the team right there. Now, as far as rescheduling this game, that's going to be really tough because last year... Uh, there were, I, I think Kevin Pauga calls them trap doors. Like, you know, you leave a week open here in case all these COVID issues happen. And, well, when this year's schedule was made, I, they thought that COVID was going to pretty much be over. And I can't blame them either because, well, yeah, I figured as much as well. Uh, there are not a lot of trap doors, though, the, the rest of the season. There's maybe one that I can find as I'm staring at the schedule right now for like the 15th time this weekend. And uh, one is maybe you play on February 10th, but that'd be two days after playing Wisconsin and then two days before playing Indiana. So does Michigan State really want to play three games in six days? I, I don't know. Or uh, you could also do it late February, like February 28th. That's two days after you play Purdue and then three days before going to Ohio State. But once again, that's three games in the same week, which isn't unheard of. But yeah, when you get that late into the year, do you really want to be using your legs that much for, quite simply, a, a game that Michigan State, I don't think, is necessarily going to need? Now, this is a fascinating, fascinating, karmatic thing we have unfolding before our eyes, is that last year, Michigan State, of course, had to end the season with back-to-back -back games against Michigan. Uh, Michigan didn't necessarily need those games. Of course, they locked up the Big Ten Conference title last year with one of those games, but... If they lost both, they were going to be fine. They were going to be in the tournament no matter what. Michigan State needed those games, though, and they needed to win one of them. And that they did, of course, the home finale, the regular season finale against Michigan, to lock up that spot in the NCAA tournament. Oh, how the turn tables. Oh, how the turn tables. Uh... I, and I know I'm saying that wrong, uh, by the way, before you email me and saying, it's, it's how the tables turn. Anyway, how the turntables uh, that Michigan now would need, probably, some games against strong opponents here added back to their calendar. Yes, I know it's fun to talk about that. Oh, they're ducking Michigan State. They're ducking Purdue. I don't think that necessarily entirely benefits them. Does it maybe help that, you know, okay, you're taking a pause and you get to re- uh, collect yourselves before going to Illinois and finishing out the rest of your Big Ten. Sure, we're, we're about to find that out if that helps them in the near future. I don't think so, but hey, we'll see. They need these games against Michigan State and Purdue as their season now sits at 7-6. and six, Not a lot of good wins, if any. And oh boy, they're going to need these added back to the schedule. So, if I'm Michigan State, and if I didn't like what they did, or hell, even if I did like what they did, I'm petty enough to say, screw them. They're my rival. I'm not going to help these guys at all. Uh, I don't know how much pull Michigan State has in this. I'd imagine not a ton. I think the Big Ten wants to see these games played. But, oh boy, if I have any say in this from Michigan State's end, ain't no way am I rescheduling this game to help these guys because they need this game way, 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 way more than you need this. As Michigan State is sitting pretty good right now, knock on wood, in the season. So, yes, in short... 
Do I think they're actually 100% ducking the game? No. Is it fun and interesting to point out mm, the, the troubles that Michigan has had over the last few years at interesting times? Sure, of course it is. That's called being a fun person in a rivalry. Yeah, and I'm going to keep doing it. Sue me. Uh, and last but not least, am I rescheduling this game? <laughs> oh. No, not at all. Good luck, guys. Go get them. Try to find a Q1 win somewhere else in the schedule that doesn't exist. All right, guys. Uh, we will be back with a, a fun conversation. I really like this one with Jeff Thorne. Not just Peyton Thorne's dad, but also the coach of Division Three powerhouse North Central College. Talking about all things football. Uh, it, it, you'll figure out what we talk about in the conversation here in a little bit. But first, I need to talk to you fine folks about Built Bar. It's the new year, so you know what that means. That's right, it's New Year's resolution time. And if you're like me, yours is about getting fit or eating healthier or some combination of both. And luckily, Built Bar can help with that. That's right, guys. It's Built Bar. We're talking about the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Or if you ask me, even better than a candy bar. They're making it easier to stick to your resolutions because, well, I, not only do they taste incredible and they're 100% wrapped in chocolate, but uh, unlike all the other protein bars, it... They, they actually taste like what's on the wrapper, you know? Like, you bite into a blueberry muffin bill part. It's like, oh my god, this actually tastes like a blueberry muffin. This isesn't like your other power or protein bars where you bite into it and all of a sudden chalk is falling out everywhere and you gotta convince yourself that you're eating big brownie blast power boost. Like, no, like... Built Bar actually tastes like what it says it tastes like, which is just very rare in a protein bar. Also, most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 whopping grams of protein. Compare that to the uh, your other protein bar that you're trying to choke down. Or a candy bar that usually has about like 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And if you're not a huge fan of working out, I mean, hey, you know what? At least you're snacking on something that tastes great and powers you through the day no matter what it is whether it's office work just being a parent uh, watching your michigan state spartans because we know that that could burn up a lot of energy hey tuck away a built bar baby also tuck away some extra money for yourself with this promo code go to built.com and use promo code locked 15 that's all one word locked 15 and that'll get you 15 percent off your order use promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com to get your built bars. And before getting to our chat with Jeff Thorne, just want to thank you for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, free and available where you get your podcasts. Super pumped, super fired up to be joined by not just the father of MSU quarterback Peyton Thorne, but also the head coach of Division Three Powerhouse North Central College. Yes, we've got Jeff Thorne on the horn. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us. How's the offseason been treating you so far? Well, it's been it's been good. Uh, we finished, you know, in, in Canton and unfortunately lost the national championship game. But, you know, shortly thereafter, shot down to Atlanta for the Peach Bowl and, and got back and I got uh, tested positive for COVID, so I've been in my basement all week. Wow. Okay, it's like just crunching away film, or like what do you do when you're just in your lonesome in the basement as a football coach? Like that's got to be a good party schedule. Yeah, this this is really the, the, the important recruiting time for us at the Division three level. So we've just had to adjust a little bit doing the recruiting meetings via Zoom or FaceTime where I'm meeting with recruits that are on campus. So it really hasn't slowed us down much our, our assistant coaches are, are phenomenal and they've done a great job of adjusting so it's worked out still 
And so you said you were able to go down to the Peach Bowl, but obviously coaching on Saturdays throughout the season yourself, I'd imagine you weren't able to go to many uh, Michigan State games. Like, how, how many were you actually able to get to this season? Yeah, it was crazy, Matt. I actually, I, I thought I was only going to get to the Northwestern game, and, and I showed up to that game, and a lifelong friend of mine uh, from high school who you know was in my wedding, the whole thing, lives in Manhattan. He's, a, he's an orthopedic surgeon. He was at the game. And I asked him how he got there, and, and he had flown himself to the game. So the wheels started turning, and, and he reached out to me later the next week and said, you know, um, we may have to make a habit of this. And, and he ended up, you know, just literally the hand of God from, from my perspective. Um, he flew and, and picked me up five other times wow. and got me to games. Yeah, so I, I was able to get to six games and then uh, the Peach Bowl ended up being the seventh game I was able to get to. Now, I wasn't able to see all of them start to finish. I had to leave the Michigan game uh, with about 10 minutes left, so I missed the, the fireworks there at the end, but it, it really was a pretty incredible experience. That That isn't, I need to find better friends, man. That's, that, <laughs> that is remarkable. So, and like, you know, because I was going to bring up the Michigan game too, because I saw that, you know, on your schedule this year, you guys had a 6 p.m. game. And of course the Michigan game was at noon. Yeah. I didn't even think you would get to it, but you left 10 minutes early. What, what's the Wi-Fi situation like on a plane like that? Were you able to follow it at all? Or were, were you just sweating the entire time as you're up in the air wondering what the hell's happening? No, we were able to get to um, the Lansing airport just as the game was coming to an end, as, as the offense was killing the clock. And there actually offense was trying to kill the clock and didn't. And then we got to see uh, the great interception uh, by Brantley and, and then put it away. Then we just jumped on the plane from there and took off. That is remarkable. And obviously it didn't affect your pregame routine for your game because well, you pretty much won every game in your regular season by a zillion points, just like you did on that day, October 30th. Um, so, like, games that you actually can't go to, like games that are maybe going on at the same time, are you, like, checking your phone? Do you have someone in your ear telling you what's going on? Or are you just total zero dark 30? You don't find anything out until after your game is done? Yeah, I try to stay locked in to, to our game and, and just kind of get to it as, as soon as I can when the game's over. If we're in a game and it gets out of hand and the score in the game is, is pretty well uh, decided, I might you know, ask upstairs and say, Hey guys, what's going on in the Michigan state game? I might, I might do that. Gotcha. Understandable. Cause I mean, if I was in your situation, I'd be asking maybe every 20 seconds. So kudos to you for <laughs> strong discipline. Uh, no doubt about that. And I actually kind of want to um, take it back here. Cause you've been at North central college since what, 2002, I, I believe I read. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. 2002. I, I, my dad took over in 2002. I was the offensive coordinator on a part-time basis, honestly, I was I was in finance as a financial advisor until 2009. Gotcha. And at that point, I, I gave that career up and went full-time to coaching. Not a bad decision. No doubt about that. So that, that means that it, most of, if not all of Peyton's life, you know, you've been at North Central College. So growing up and you coaching, you know, over there, you're coaching the cards. Did you ever think that Peyton would be playing for you guys? Or was it pretty apparent early on in his career that he might be a Division One player? Yeah, I, we. I, I guess the best way to put it, my wife and I never saved a dime for him uh, for college. I, we we really <laughs> felt like he had the ability. Um, you know, I I happened to I had the opportunity to play at East Illinois. I know that's FCS, but his father, <clears throat> my father-in-law, so his other grandfather, um, played at Wisconsin as okay. a, the wide receiver, and um, 
was also a great basketball and baseball player. So he had, and he had his length. That that was the key. He was tall, and I'm not. So uh, we felt like he he really was going to have some higher end athletic ability, and then it just kind of it played out from an early age. He was real serious about it, loved sports, and it was a great great experience to be involved with him and and share those things together as he grew up. Now, how about for his uh, high school teammate? Little known fact, uh, Jaden Reed and Peyton Thorne were high school teammates. We've only heard it 685 times this year. But <laughs> right, like, right. Was, was that a duo that you thought would be special one day that, oh, my God, these guys aren't just going to be good teammates moving forward, but they're going to be a pretty dynamic duo in college? Or is that even a bit of a surprise to someone that knows football as well as you do? No, I'm not. I'm really not surprised by that. I, I was blown away by Jaden Reed's talent like the first time I saw him run around uh he he just he was different than everybody else out there you know Peyton took a little bit longer to develop he was tall and real lean uh so growing into his body he had great athleticism but he was just really lean and as Peyton was getting into high school you started to see his body come together and uh yeah I'm not surprised at all they just they've got a really special connection their friendship is unique it's real it's deep and uh what you see on the field is a byproduct byproduct i think of all those things no doubt about it and I, i'd imagine peyton's <laughs> pretty fired up about reed coming back as well yeah. what, what else is there anything else that peyton's talked to you about like being excited for next season not, not to speak on his behalf but let me just ask you a question so you can speak on his behalf there oh yeah i think just putting on the green and white again i mean i the kid absolutely loves everything about being a Spartan. He loves the coaching staff. He loves the campus. He loves the student body, the, the alumni base. He's having the time of his life. So um, he can't wait to get back at it. He came home from the Peach Bowl and we were laying out everything he wants to try to do here just in the next few weeks to try to get his body in position and and just get right back to work. He's, he's very, very excited, very fired up about what the future holds. The recruiting has been phenomenal. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I just – I can't say enough about Coach Tucker and the entire staff, you know, all the way down to um, Amber, the, the nutritionist and the strength coaches. There's there's not one single thing that Peyton has said, yeah, we're just not quite where we need to be in that area, Dad. It's, it's, they've – that ship is, is heading in the right direction. Hey, Spartan fans. Uh, yeah, it's, it's Matt. It's me. Hi, hello. And uh, we will be right back with Jeff Thorne in a hot second. But I need to talk to you about an incredible app for everyone who buys gas that you just need to know about it. It's Get Upside. All one word, Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code SCORE and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code SCORE to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 uh, a month. If I had get upside when I lived in Troy and commuted to Port here on every single day, I'd be a uh, I'd be retired by now. Uh, but and best of all, guys, there, there's no catch about it. It's just cash back gets added right to your account, and you can cash out at any time. Bring it to your bank account, your PayPal. Get an e-gift card for Amazon or other brands. Just download the free Get Upside app and use promo code SCORE to get that fifty cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE at GetUpside.
Now, before your first interaction with Mel Tucker, like, what was that feeling like? Because obviously that was not the situation when, when Thorne came to MSU. Now all of a sudden Tucker's here. Was it like a little, all right, let's feel this out. Let's see if this is a someplace we want to still be. Or what, what was that first interaction with Mel Tucker like on your guys' end? Well, we, we really didn't have any. You know, I, I talked to Coach Tucker once on the phone, um, just introducing myself. I think he called and, and we had a nice conversation. But it really hasn't been a case where we've had a lot of interaction. Um, Coach Johnson, I've, I've interacted with a little bit. We played ball, college ball against each other. Uh, oh, gotcha. When he was at Northern Iowa, I was at East Illinois. So there's a little connection there. There, there really wasn't any apprehension. Um, you know, Coach Tucker was with the Bears years ago, so I was familiar with him. And we were excited. I, we, were, we hated to see Coach D'Antonio retire. Um, mm-hmm. He was a huge part of why Peyton chose Michigan State, and, and I hold him in the highest of regard. And really, we're so grateful for him giving Peyton the opportunity. But, you know, Peyton was excited about it. He said, you know, whatever happens, happens. And, and we're big believers that everything happens for a reason, and God's in control, and we're just – we've trusted in that. So when you are chopping it up with, you know, Tucker uh, in your limited interaction, just like you said, or Jay Johnson, is it like coach to coach speak? Are you guys almost like bouncing things off each other? Or is it more of like a coach to father of a player interaction? Honestly, it's been really, really limited. So I, there's really not much for me to speak to on that. It's been very pleasant. You know, there's, there's no, it's been very comfortable, but never has it been, you know, talking football and strategize or anything like that. I, I want to stay out of that. I'm a dad. I'm, you know, um, let them do what they do. And, and I trust what what plans they put together and, and the proof's in the pudding. I mean, look what they've done. You know, and that's actually kind of where I wanted to go next is just I'm sure as a coach, you've seen your fair share of overbearing parents or some that might want to get too involved. Now that you're in that situation, is it hard for you to kind of stay out of things or is it second nature to you after, well, probably seen your fair share of overbearing parents no honestly it's really not hard to to stay out of it it's really quite honestly it's it's refreshing it's it's nice to know that he's with incredible coaches that are very very astute and know exactly what they're doing um he's playing for a guy that is uh just a an absolutely phenomenal motivator and inspirer of of people in coach tucker and i hear that all the time from Peyton. I mean, he just absolutely loves the experience he's having. And you've got a whole program worth of guys that have bought in, you know, hook, line and sinker to the philosophy and the culture that's being built there. And I think that's why you're seeing the kind of success you are. You've got players that are believing in uh, a coaching staff that is selling a really, really good message. No doubt. And obviously you're widely successful down there at North Central, but it is a different beast up in Division One. So from oh, yeah. a leader of a program like yourself, like what impresses you the most about what the staff has been able to do at Michigan State in, in such a short amount of time? Like even myself, I forget that it's only been two years with, with this regime coming in. So what, as a football head coach, impresses you the most about what they've done? I just think that how swiftly um... – things have changed, you know, and, and I think one thing that's really stood out to me is the precision in which Coach Tucker speaks. I mean, it's there's intentionality in everything that – every spoken word, and it's it's on point. And, and you're hearing the players recite the things the coaches mm-hmm. are saying. And, and when you get to that point in, as, as a coach, and when I see that in their interviews and things like that, I knew uh, quite a while ago I thought, man, this is, this is really – they're in a good spot right now. 
because it's not one or two players. It's just about every player that gets interviewed. You hear them say things that you've heard Coach Tucker say or one of the other coaches say. Um, that's there's there's a lot of a lot of strength in that. And to bring it back to Peyton too, and this is a two part question, and perhaps the, the I don't know, I'll call it sappy, a sappy question, but what is your proudest moment this season? as a dad, and then what's your proudest moment of the season as a coach, as a football guy? So we'll break it up into two parts. So as a dad, what has impressed you uh, the most about Peyton? I just think his the, the growth, uh, the maturation process um, has been fun to watch because I've said this before, but when you send your, your children away to school, um, the hope is that they grow and then yeah. they mature in, in good ways and you know, in his case, he's he's becoming the man that that he's designed to be. Um, from a from a coach's standpoint, I think maybe the, the proudest moment. I don't know if it's moments or moments. I just think the resiliency. Um, I, I got home. Funny thing, you asked earlier about what I do when I can't get to the game. The Penn State game, I couldn't get to, so I hadn't seen any of the game. Uh, got home, turned the DVR on, and I wanted to watch live and then go back and watch the first half so the first throw i saw him make against penn state was the pick six mm -hmm. and i knew he had had a pretty good first half so you see that happen you're in the snow and you know it's dad you're nervous because you want your your kid to succeed and uh for him to bounce back that very next drive and, and ken had some great runs but they went right down the field and scored and he didn't miss a beat the rest of the game those are the things that i think i'm most proud of and then certainly the fourth quarter uh, in the Peach Bowl and really the resiliency he showed in the Michigan game after two early interceptions and then, you know, just composing himself and finishing that game and making plays to allow the team to be in a position to win. Those are the things that I like to see because it tells me that you've got a player that's tough mentally. And also physically as well, because when I hear resiliency and Peyton Thorne, I, I go back early in the season, that Miami game, and he was just getting popped over and over and over again, especially early on, like first quarter, second quarter. But A, he never showed it. And B, like he only seemed to get stronger throughout the game. So like it's also physical toughness that I saw too. Is that always something that he's had as well? Like was he always able to just pop right back up after a big hit, no matter what level of football he's been playing? Yeah, actually he, he has had that. He, he was never a guy that would seek contact. Um, he would try to protect himself. This This year I saw more of him embracing contact than I've ever seen before gotcha. and I think that's a byproduct of the weight room and and again he's he's getting bigger and stronger but uh, yeah that Miami game was one uh, my 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 wife and my daughters flew down to Miami for the game we had our biggest game of the season that night so I was able to watch that one live nice. and uh, my first experience watching him play by myself I was running around our house like I mean if anybody saw me they'd have thought I was an absolute lunatic I was I was pretty excited <laughs> that day uh, I was right with you, actually. I think I ripped my shirt off and I was running around the stadium <laughs> like a crazy person. So, uh, yeah, If uh, next time you talk to Peyton, tell him that a, a random podcaster says thank you for his performance down there because that made our vacation uh, a whole lot better. <laughs> that was that was fantastic. So, All right. Jeff, we really can't thank you enough for your time, man. Uh, is, is there anything else that you, you want to say about Peyton or uh, just the whole you know, coaching staff or the season or broad question for the end? Anything else you want to say before I uh, let you into the weekend here? No, you know, honestly, the only thing I'd say is I'm just, I'm grateful to everybody in East Lansing, you know, starting with Coach D'Antonio and, and Coach Tucker and staff and, you know, the fans, the alumni base, the the media, the podcast. It's just, it's been such an awesome experience 
for me, my wife, my girls, my parents, my in-laws, you know, even, even our coaches at North Central, they watch Peyton grow up. So it's really been fun and cool uh, to watch this thing unfold. And we're just grateful for uh, everything East Lansing and Michigan State's doing for our son. I, safe to say, everyone in Michigan State country is definitely grateful for uh, you guys as well. So uh, th- <laughs> thanks a lot, Jeff. Really do appreciate all your time. And uh, hey, enjoy the offseason. I, I know it's hard for football coaches to try to enjoy an offseason a few weeks off. but uh, And also, hope you feel better soon as well. So Thanks a lot. Hey, I appreciate you having me on. It was a pleasure. And thanks a ton to Jeff Thorne for lending his time uh, to chat it up with us. I mean, I, I found the conversation fascinating. I mean, what a... What a interesting life to live. Just head coaching a college football team while also your kid is just killing it in, in Division One Power 5 football. So, yeah, awesome talking with him. And thank you guys for, for listening and making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Now go on with your bad self and make Lockdown Bets your second listen. That's right, guys. It's Lockdown Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. That's Lockdown Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, free and available on all platforms. All right, Spartans, let's have a great week. Love you all. Go Green!